0: Welcome everybody to Dennis excelsior the Mostly Marvel podcast. I'm Ricky. Uh, with me as always is Dennis. This is your show for the week of September 15th, 2023. You just Talking brought about- me in here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't know. You 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 liked being raw brought in, you want to be
1: introduced? I, I just didn't expect it. I was over here reading stuff, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm on the
0: show. I gave you, like, an extra t- 10 seconds head start. Th- thanks. Thanks. Um, Appreciate but, it. But, uh, well, you know, we're talking Harley Quinn, wrapping that shit up. <laughs> that, that, we're wrapping it up. It's, it was good. And we're talking about uh, Mortal Kombat, the old MK, the first movie back from 1990, 1995, 1994. Hmm. <sighs> Was it? That shows my research for this movie. Um, Was it it
1: 92? Oh, wait, no, 95. 95, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think it's 95.
0: Okay. So I was one when that movie came out. But you know who wasn't one when that movie came out? Front of the show, Clark.
1: Were you two? Because I saw the movie when it came out. (laughs) That's fair. Yes. Welcome back, Clark. Welcome to the show. Uh, I you thanks know, thanks for I never... bringing me on. Yeah. So we talked about this last week and uh, we were saying, you know, one, we were talking about Highlander last week, right? And mm-hmm. and, uh, and Ricky kind of blew my mind and, and Frank was in the audience hanging out. Uh, and he was also quite surprised to find out that uh, Ricky didn't know who Christopher Lambert was because he'd never seen Mortal Kombat and, and we're like, wait, what? And he's like, is that something that I should watch? And I was like, I don't know if you need to watch it. And then Frank's like, absolutely. And then I remembered that, uh, you know, we like to coincide, you know, these, these shows with what we talk about with things going on in pop culture, because we don't always have a superhero movie or show to discuss um, or sometimes we feel like Harley Quinn is not enough to, to fill a full hour of the show <laughs> so i realized hey you know what mortal Kombat 1 the brand new video game actually came out uh today well as we're re- we're recording this uh on thursday on, uh, september 14th um and it came out today and i've been playing it throughout the day and um i love those games and i just really thought um what was really cool about the movie whether or not you are a fan of it is it it introduced mortal Kombat to an even bigger audience than ever than ever knew about it before. You know what I mean? So that's why I, we're doing that. Today. I, I, uh,
2: I hope to bring some bigger historical context, uh, to it because it's, a it is a, it is a movie that really does deserve a place in the pantheon of video game movies and, yeah. and, uh, you know, pop culture movie you know comic book movies and stuff as well but we'll get into that i yeah. also before before we get too far though i have to mention about highlander i think it's great that highlander is a series where the tagline is there could be only one that spawned multiple movies tv shows <laughs> spin-offs, and clearly
1: there are cartoons there are clearly cartoons hilarious we still have a stupid
0: trench coat on there's
1: more than one <laughs> there's multiple cartoons Yes. And somehow they have to get around the head chopping off thing. It's really awkward. It's really weird. That, you know that what? In, you know what? In that, fairness, though, it's because that was a cartoon on USA Network, the original one. Uh, you know what else was a cartoon on USA Network? Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yes. And I'm just like, what? I mean, that How was in made... Vogue
0: back in the day, right? You
1: guys had a that,
2: rainbow that, cartoon. That's, a, that's as awkward as Terminator 2 and Robocop toys.
0: For yeah. Yeah, they were the Robocop cartoon. <laughs>
1: It's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah. Kids,
0: it's, kids these days are too soft. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, no, there was uh the, there was a lot of there was a lot of weird, weird things uh going on in, in kids' media back then. But yeah, uh, but hey, it it helped it helped uh propel certain things to a higher status than just ever, you know, the one thing could have. Like the one Highlander movie by itself wasn't enough. It had to be the sequel that was completely bonkers. And then the TV show that came out right after the sequel and then two other sequels. And then, you know, like another TV show, it just had to keep going and going and going. And so, um, you know, Mortal Combat's similar, and, and there's a lot of franchises. And like, I think, you know, we, we call this the mostly Marvel podcast, but we really like to stretch that mostly part as far as we can, because like, we really just like to talk about, uh, the things in pop culture that, that fuel us, you know, and, and, uh, Hey man, I'm not gonna lie. Mortal
0: content is Mortal, content, baby.
1: Mortal Kombat's definitely one of the things that, that is is ingrained in my you know pop culture uh lexicon, I suppose. So um, but yeah, before we get into talking about more about how you know what Mortal Kombat means to us or whatever, uh, what are you guys been nerding out on this week? And you're not allowed to say Mortal Kombat because we already know that. <laughs>
2: uh spending my time between starfield and Baldur's gate three uh both fantastic both incredibly uh immersive stories uh, it's and it's a such. pretty crazy
0: time to be a gamer you're, right you're on yeah. an island and you get to take one which one is it uh i had to go with Baldur's gate three you heard uh, it here clark said stargates or starfield sucks
2: yeah <laughs> i didn't uh it, i i so far, I love them both, but I just know, like, Baldur's Gate 3 is just going to keep keep on playing and playing and playing, and there's so many ways that I can play it. Starfield, though, is incredibly huge as well, and I I will admit, this last week, I've, I've played more Starfield than Baldur's Gate 3, but that's because it just came out, and I've had Baldur's Gate 3 for a
1: month, because I bought the PC. I came out, but... felt really weird about cheating on Baldur's Gate today to play Mortal Kombat, I gotta say. Like it was a weird feeling. Like it's it's, but I was like ah, it feels it feels nice. It's kind of relaxing because like because like whereas Baldur's Gate is you crafting a story, Moral Combat's just like sit back, relax. We're gonna tell you a story, and I'm like thanks, I appreciate that. It's like watching a movie, you know. It's a yeah. watching a movie, and then like every ten minutes you got to fight something really quick, and then you go back to the movie. yeah.
2: I- I will mention just this one th- in, in, in attention to detail and, and to sort of suck you in, uh, uh, in, in Starfield, there's a, a scene where you, a ship comes up and it hails you and you, if you answer it, it says, oh, thank you. We'd like to talk about your ship's extended warranty that has expired. That's pretty funny. Nice. I'd blow it up. <laughs> it's a, yeah, and which you can, which you, you have that option. And nice. uh, I thought that was pretty funny. I've also been. Uh, uh, I became a Galaxy Ranger which if you watched 80s cartoons, that was one of my favorite and it's pretty cool. I get my own six space six shooter a la uh, Firefly-ish you know, stuff, the, the combination Space Western. It, it's a great game, but that's, cool. that's if you have an Xbox or a PC. If not, Baldur's Gate 3 is one of the greatest games ever made so play that. So that's what I've been learning over. Yeah, not, you're not watching anything lately. Um, I actually haven't been watching as much. Uh, I've been playing, you know, mostly playing. Um, uh, the uh, My Adventures with Superman is great. Uh, I've been watching that, uh, and finally, you know, finishing up Superman, uh, Lois and uh, Superman and Lois season three. Uh, so uh, those are kind of what I've been watching, but uh, not. Um, and I finally saw Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter pure IMAX at the universal studios uh, IMAX screen. And how, that was, that how, was, intense. how depressing was that? Uh, you <laughs> okay. know, it's watching, watching, watching any movie, watching any government hearings just will depress you because you're yeah. just like sad. Cause you just know how much BS is, is behind all of it. But yeah. you know, it was it was an amazing film to watch, especially to see IMAX used, not for spectacle, but for storytelling. Mm-hmm. And and I've I know more about Killian uh, Murphy's face than I will ever <laughs> need What's to. Your... It's just, you know, way up there. But and Emily Blunt was amazing. They, they, the The Oscars are going to be filled with this cast when the Both
0: nominations come out. What's the best Nolan movie? That's not Batman.
1: Mm, I like the Prestige a lot. That's a really
0: good one. I'm a Prestige guy.
1: I like the Prestige. It's a it's a great Interstellar
0: movie. creeps up every now and then though. I really enjoyed that movie, but I, the Prestige I, is, is Chef's kiss.
1: You know <laughs> what? I loved I loved um, Inception so much that I've never seen it again. <laughs> mm, Clark, I, I've never watched Inception after the first time I watched it.
2: Uh, I, I have, and Inception, of course, is amazing. There's so many ones, but I'm gonna have to agree with you guys on Prestige because the first time watching that, and when the twist happens, which I did not see coming, and it's a good twist, yeah, and just though the, the again the acting and the uh, the the presentation, and uh, you know, and that was that was again again another case of where Hollywood brought out two movies because there was the Prestige and the Illusionist. Uh, that both came out at the same time with yeah. Ed Morton as the other. But The Prestige was the better of the two, I believe.
0: Fun, Fun fact appreciate. about Inception. Um, I went to go see that movie with my grandmother, kind of. I had landed in San Diego on vacation, and she's like, you want to go to the movies? I'm like, sure. She proceeds to take us to the mall to go watch the movie, buys just me a ticket, and just leaves. So that, I was like bamboozled into in in watching, <laughs> hoodwinked in the watching <laughs> inception. Wait, did oh, she
1: need it? Did she need you to like gone for a while? Is that what I happened? guess I
0: don't know. Why.
1: That's pretty funny. That's pretty. Um, funny. That, is, what, that is babysitting in the modern era. What about you, Ricky? What have you been nerding out on? Uh,
0: whatever nerding out on. I've been dipping, dabbling, dibbling dabbling, into Baldur's Gate. Um, <laughs> that game's rough on a controller. I almost want to plug in a mouse and keyboard. I don't know if I am, um, but I do like the hour show really that I played of it. That's what I, I like figured. It. I like it with the controller.
2: I, I I'm sure the controller is just fine and stuff. But yeah, that's uh the, the, the you can tell that it was designed for a mouse and a keyboard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the controller works just fine. Yeah. yeah. And it's in some ways it's more relaxing.
0: Yeah. But other than that, not not much on my spectrum. Um, There's a lot of stuff that I want to watch. I totally forgot, like, After Party Season 2 is already out and done. Got to get in that. Um, Got to finish Reservation Dogs. Uh, but like all of us, I just don't have enough time. You know what? I, I actually I started watching One Piece, the live action. I
1: was just going to say that. I've heard
0: great things about it. I you... don't like anime. I... Well, watched, I like this.
1: I watched the first
0: 5 minutes
1: of the first episode with my wife like as like kind of a just for fun just to see. And uh yeah, we're on episode 6 now because we like what this think, show. Is it's it 9 pretty episodes? Good. 10 episodes? I think it's 8. I think it's 8 episodes. I'm not sure. But uh it's pretty great. Like I I you have to embrace the weird. It's 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 a pirate and superhero show. Well, I, yeah,
0: I know what One Piece is. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I've never watched it. I've for, never watched it before. Uh, being a nerd on this planet, who goes to a convention? I didn't know anything about it other than there were pirates, but I didn't um, know there see, was you know, a super stretchy. There's the stretchy guy. guy, yeah, and there's a. Yeah.
2: I knew a little bit. I like I knew the stretchy guy. I knew the, the guy with a pointy pirate, nose. The guy who plays Luffy is just so perfectly cast.
0: He is
1: amazing and, and is so is charming. He's so charming. Yes, yeah, so earnest, so charming.
2: And I I you know I'd watch it just for him.
1: Yeah, uh, he's great, but the rest of them are pretty, pretty solid mm-hmm. too. Like the cast is the cast is quite endearing. You you yeah. you you get pulled in and it's pretty you, you could
2: tell the again these are people that love the manga or the anime. You yeah,
0: know, they got people that knew what they I've were heard doing. from other anime haters like me that the show is pretty good so that might swing it's me it's got watch it.
1: it's gotten 8.5 out of 10 so, and great. it was
2: just announced that it was renewed for season two great. which unfortunately though when it comes to netflix that just means hopefully it'll happen
0: but, oh. yeah. season twos are always a cool thing but also new series so with that mm-hmm. let's get into the news
1: It's so hard to move it along that he wouldn't hey, even man. let us, like, he wouldn't even let us nerd out about Ahsoka.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I that was intentional. We can loop back around Soka after the news. All right, fine, we'll do that at the end. We'll do okay. it at Harley Quinn, Kite Man, hell yeah. Um, Harley Quinn spinoff Kite Man, hell yeah, is uh coming next year, 2024. They dropped the trailer as a post credit uh, reveal. At the end of Harley Quinn season uh, season four. Are we excited for more Kite Man adventures in the Harley so, Quinn universe? So,
1: I, I mean, this kind of bleeds into the, the Harley Quinn discussion later. But, like, you know, a lot was riding on this episode of Harley Quinn for me to decide, like, are you going to end it on a cliffhanger? Or are you going to end the show, like, end it? Because I heard this was the last season. And once I saw this Kite Man trailer and I saw the end of the episode, I was like, oh, I don't think they're done with this universe by a mile. Like, I don't. We talked don't, about it last week. I, I think was... season five has definitely happened with Car- mm. Harley Quinn. So, uh, so I guess I'm happy, but like, I was a little shocked when I saw this because I, I, I thought we were closing the book on them and we're not. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this, I guess. I guess, yeah. I like, I
0: think I'm down for the, the sheer fact that it's. I really like that universe that they built. Yeah, and it would be, it, and without sounding weird, like I want to see someone someone else's perspective from that universe.
1: Yeah, I feel like we can get closer to the tick with Kite Man, you know, than than we can with Harley. Harley's still a little too mainstream, right? But like Kite Man's ridiculous because he's Kite Man, you know, so. Yeah. What about you, Clark? And I, what's interesting uh, is taking a character like that
2: in this universe that has so clearly shown that they're perfectly willing to go off in directions that the main DC universe or movies or anything would would never do. I mean, that's and that's one of the things about Harley Quinn that's re- both refreshing, but you have to be on board with that this this goes completely different directions than regular dc but then you know it's that's a lot of fun so uh yeah i I agree with you i mean who who's gonna imagine
1: kite man versus dark side you know it's happening (laughs) it's kind of like it's kind of like beating squirrel girl to the punch right like yes Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) like it should have been we should have had a squirrel girl tv show by now but we don't so we're gonna take kite man and that's fine Mm -hmm.
0: You know Well, I think uh, speaking of pushing things in new directions, mm-hmm. Marvel's Werewolf by Night is coming back and now in color. Uh, so starting on October 20th, if you're a Hulu subscriber, Disney Plus subscriber, you can watch wow. uh, Marvel's Werewolf by Night in color. So if you remember last year when this, I think it came out this week last or yeah, this time is, last year.
1: Is that good?
0: I, I, I am I'm it's okay, very way to to find Disney's out. new recycling
2: well, uh, program.
0: Were you planning on rewatching Werewolf by Night come the holidays se- or come Halloween season? Were, nah, was that every new nah no, no I nope. wasn't. I wasn't. Nope. Okay. Unlike
1: unlike Guardians, I will watch that every Christmas. Yeah. Every Christmas I'll watch that. But I wasn't gonna rewatch Werewolf by Night, so I guess Which, I will. It, I liked I Werewolf I by Night. I really did like Werewolf by Night. It was great.
2: It it just kind of shows again how Disney is. It's the better of the special stretching there. Yeah, it's not trying the to stretch their, their the content.
0: Sorry, it's the best
1: Disney special presentation. Guardians is the best of the special presentations.
0: It's the best holiday themed one. Guardians is both. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best one with Drax in it. I'm sorry. You can say
1: it's the best one without Kevin Bacon, and I will take that. I'll take that. <laughs> It's the best one without Kevin Bacon. But uh, you ask Travis about his opinion about Marvel's Werewolf by Night, and you'll get a very different answer. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I get it. I get it. You know, it's an old school werewolf. It's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. You mm-hmm. know. So. Well, but I, I guess they got me because I will rewatch it in color to see mm-hmm. how different it looks.
0: Well, we can uh, uh, we can continue this color debate because something else got released today. Oh boy. That's full of color. Oh, yeah. Ant-Man, Ant-Man, Aquaman. Oh, man. <laughs> Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom of uh, God The movie, movie you forgot
2: was still coming.
1: Coming out know in December. This looks about as entertaining as Ant-Man 3, so it's a fair, it's a fair comparison that you made there on accident. Uh I didn't care about this trailer at all. It like I watched it. It's Aquaman. He does. He really has a seahorse. I think the most charming thing about this trailer is that. It confirmed that James Wan does not know how to make a movie without Patrick Wilson.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: sir. Yeah. And I like Patrick Wilson. So I,
0: Patrick Wilson. I don't I mean I like so that I like Orn. Black Manta. And I'm like, all right, he's yeah. back. That's I don't know if that's cool, but sure. I I felt like Black Manta got
1: robbed what you know, the spotlight he deserved in the first movie. So yes Yes. that that is appropriate that he's back but
0: during during some press while he was doing this he they had mentioned i don't know if you remember there was a aquaman trench movie that was announced a while back ago Mm -hmm. um that got canceled but he had mentioned that that was actually going to be a black manta movie um for whatever it's worth but why i mean yeah it doesn't make sense Uh, this is better i feel like didn't this movie do like a billion dollars in china yeah it was no,
2: not in China. It it was huge here too. This was the most successful DC movie at it at, at when it came out, and so you know it's like this. This slap is a two on it. A big yeah. Well, they're gonna slap a two, and you know I don't. It won't do as well as the first one, but I think it'll do well. I like James Wan. Uh, you know I think it'll be fun. Uh, I do like the pretty colors. But yeah, I really like the first very colorful trailer. Yeah, very colorful.
1: Uh, so I'm 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 excited on the drums. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I hope, hope so. Go for it. <laughs> I was I fell asleep through that part, so I don't I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody I I, I
2: saw Aquaman in the in the 4D chair with the uh the the water and the wind. Uh, that you that's a good way
0: to Yeah, no, that's a good it, way it, way. I It it actually was really immersive. Losing my shit when they came out of the water to Pitbull, because that was yeah. like the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Um. Uh, but that's the news.
2: But also, just it's it's the final, the final nail in sort of the coffin, so to speak, of the old DC universe. You know, just if let this it. This movie makes a billion, it
0: will not be the final nail. I guarantee that. <laughs> I, I I still say he's moving on to Lobo. I don't want him as Lobo. I really don't.
2: Uh, I don't want Lobo. Lobo.
0: I don't. I don't know if I want a Lobo. Or anything. You don't.
1: You don't get to know what you want. You don't know what mm-hmm. you want. You don't know what you want. But by the way, last bit of news. Do uh, you have
2: Apple products? <laughs>
1: I do. Then you don't get to know what you uh, want. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Uh, last bit of news that you missed. Uh, the Giant Man is currently at forty-five percent funded, uh, with many. Many weeks to go. It's pretty good. That's that's pretty. Good.
2: That's pretty good. It just came. What yesterday
1: or today? No, that was last week. I think. That was last week. Going? Okay. It was last uh, fr- Friday, right? Friday. Yeah.
0: Friday yeah, is when Friday. the, pr- the crowd
1: started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're uh, six days in, and it's forty five
0: percent. Well, I guess the other uh, bit of point is they announced uh, Detroit Steel. It's PulseCon exclusive, right? Um,
1: that was actually announced at at Comic Con. Like they, they, they showed him at Comic-Con, but yes, uh, he is officially the only post-con exclusive, which it actually said that on on his tag at Comic-Con, but yeah, uh, that's a new toy that'll be coming out. We don't have pictures of it. So, oh, well, Um, but yeah, do you want to move on?
0: Let's move on. Spotlight. we are talking about harley quinn first season four episode nine ten ten. Ten. Episode ten it was
1: episode ten uh according to everywhere i searched it was the last episode of the season of the yeah. season last one was last season was 10 too right yeah the yeah the, the, yeah season it, one it was felt 13. like a season ending season yeah. one was 13 season two was 11 and then uh three was 10 and this one's 10 um mm-hmm it felt like a season end spoiler warning, by the way, it did not feel like a series end. No, like not even close.
2: Yeah. Literally I literally
1: ended that. on a cliffhanger. Like, and so I really, I think they left me in a weird spot where it's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Spider-Man, uh, uh, beyond or across the spider verse ending on a cliffhanger in the middle of a giant rider strike. You know what I mean? You're like, uh, okay, so you're not finishing the story here, but we have no idea when we'll get the next one, right? And that's that's not a good feeling. It's uh, like, because as far as I've been, I've, I've heard is that James Gunn was planning to kill this show, right? But like, it doesn't feel like he's killing the show, so... That makes me that makes me just question what's going on at DC right now. Is I don't
0: think they know what's going on in DC.
1: I know that's fair. That's fair. But it's just frustrating because it's like if you're gonna give us a plan, stick to the plan, you know, but like they don't want to give us a plan. They don't want to, because then they have to feel compelled to stick to it somehow. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, they have to follow it. So
0: I I would bet that season five Free strike is probably further along than we had, we all think it is. Okay,
1: fair enough. Now, I now, mean, they now, do
2: write the episodes first because it's animation. Yeah,
1: yeah so. it's true. So, okay, let me let me get this out of the, out of the way so that we can actually talk about the show. Uh, I like Harley Quinn. I do think it's a fun show. I think Ricky's equated it to like King of the Hill before where it's just a comfortable show to leave on in the background, right? Like you don't have to like give it your, your full attention. Like I used to in the first few seasons, I did give it my full attention, but as the show's gone on and like, I think kind of like, you know, like Deadpool, like Deadpool humor kind of doesn't work on repeat over and over and over again. Right. And so like Harley Quinn humor, humor, it just becomes a little less punchy every time like like the gags are still there the, the the shock value is still there the the sex the violence all these things it's all there but like you become immune to it a little bit as mm-hmm. you uh, you know you build up a tolerance mm-hmm. and so i'm not gonna sit here and say don't ever give me more harley quinn No, I, in fact, the opposite, like I actually almost cried when this episode started because it gave it, it managed to squeeze in a tribute to Arlene Sorkin, potentially right before the show ended forever or doesn't end forever. Who knows? But they got it in there, you know, to pay the tribute. And so I think that just kind of added to the gravitas of the episode to me, like where I was hoping for something more meaningful to happen. And then when it finally came to the end and I saw the Kite Man trailer, I'm like, oh, Oh okay, I guess this is just going to keep going. And so I have to like let it sit for a little while to like really just kind of appreciate the episode as it was because I put too much pressure on the episode to wrap things up, you know? That said, funny stuff happens in this episode, right? And we do get closure, right? Like do you, do you want to go over what what happened or like, Ricky, what's your
0: what's your summary of what happened in this episode? Uh, Harley and uh, Ivy go to the moon base where Lex is having his uh, birthday party, his 16th, 40th
1: birthday
0: party, 16th, 40th birthday party, birthday party uh, on the moon base. Ivy decides to confront Lex. Uh, fight ensues on the moon. They race rovers. um they steal his giant laser and start blowing up shit on Earth. And Oracle blow- is born, and then she uh, she calls Steppenwolf to come help blow up the moon. And the moon's blown up. But they go back home and be happy. They they form the the not the birds of prey because that's a dumb name, but the uh, Gotham City sirens with Catwoman and and Batgirl Bar- or Barker in the wheelchair. No longer Batgirl.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you missed the part where Lex actually stole all of Superman's powers. Uh, and
0: yes, he has the power armor. He has the cape. He stole his hair. And his hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, and Batman
2: decides to finally leave prison just as Alfred makes his way to prison.
1: <laughs> yes. I think that was the other reason I'm like, you better give us another season because we got a whole damn season without... Without that Batman, and that Batman's funny, man. Like I love him so. Uh, I think
0: I I I'll concede with like the show's funny, like, and to Dennis's point, I think the the misses are more than hits, but the the hits on the joke hit hard, at least for me, which is why I continue to watch it. But yes. I think the real charm of this show is the ever rotating cast of characters that fade in and out of the spotlight. Oh, I so, thought you were like, going to
1: say Dr. Psycho.
0: Well, I mean, even <laughs> that's, he's one of them, right? You get, there's all these chips on the board that yeah, they've done through true. the past three seasons. And they really don't introduce like a ton of new characters. They yeah. just kind of bring more or less pe- more people or different people to the forefront. And I think that's kind of cool. Cause that's what <laughs> comics kind of are, you know, you, you Selling a new character in a comic book is like a tricky and difficult thing to do, right? So you go back to the hits, mm-hmm. but to see them you know and they to- don't remix totally the remix, yeah right? they don't ditch mm-hmm. these characters either. you still get like a yeah. a shot or episode two where someone's lingering in the background doing something dumb funny yeah and, and cool. you
2: you usually introduce the new character on the pages of a more successful book,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And in fairness though, like Giancarlo Esposito has been Lex Luthor since season one. Exactly. And he finally got to be in the spotlight this season, right? This was his villain arc. Um, And uh, his Lex Luthor arc was pretty hilarious and ridiculous. Like, and I honestly, just like last season where I was like, yeah, I could see a version of Batman that would raise the dead to bring back his parents. Um, yeah, I could see all of what Lex Luthor did this season being something that a version of Lex could do in some reality. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was fun. And, and it makes me understand why these actors, these really cool actors, are doing this show because they get to do like alternate takes on these characters that are very iconic. And, and they'll, like, we're never not going to remember. Lex's version or this version of Lex now after this story. It's yeah, it's stupid, it's hilarious, you know, but it's funny.
2: And that's um, the point that I said at the beginning of, of about having this show just strays so far from the standard DC formula, and that's one of his great strengths. That you know it really takes characters that are so iconic that they're also kind of locked into into yeah. certain ways and then just throws that out and just has, has fun with them. I mean, even, even the set, you know, Clayface, you know, how, how different do they portray Clayface in this and it's wonderful. And we already went through previous seasons of King shark and, then, and such yeah, and yeah. You know, but then even, but the big ones, you know, the, what they do with, with Batman, you
1: know, it has been hilarious uh, and, and so different, you know, I did from, feel like this season was lacking from not enough, uh, clayface or king shark though like yeah it, it, it focused on they the were, i know, mean the newer stuff yeah
0: locking and removed are two different things you know mm-hmm. and i think that's 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 the, the part of the charm for me yeah is that um, you
1: do get them you do get them sometimes you just don't get them as often right like mm-hmm. and 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 you know i really did love poison ivy in this episode she's she was pretty funny like when she was just finally unhinged. And she just wanted to blow shit up. That was,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was pretty good. It was like, hey, man, this is a supervillain. I get it. <laughs> fulfilling her, 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 her goal of supervillaining. And they blew up some serious, uh, like real estate on, in Gotham mm-hmm. City. And that was, that was pretty cool, you know? So, uh, and yeah.
2: And I, I actually really like that part of you, right? Because I love uh, Batgirls one. I pushed the fire alarm 10 seconds ago. And, yeah. And then and then the point that, that Ivy makes about Harley about I love how you you're bad, but you skate the line of good because you actually you still cared about all the people in the building. Yeah. Where she was just ready to go. And she's like, and that's what I love about you that you 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 still skirt that. And that's that's been the the, the key aspect of Harley this entire series. That sums it up in, in that that one she doesn't uh, want innocent aspect. people to yeah.
1: pay but she will right. mess up somebody who's not. But she innocent.
2: will mess you up. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And that is what, and, you know, and I, I think that this season did a good job, like the, the episode did a good job of of at least closing uh, Harley Quinn's quest to figure out who she is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that, that they could end there if they wanted to. But as a person who would really like to see uh, functioning Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair for an entire season. Uh, I want more. I want more. And I guess that's all you can ever ask for, right? Is the show that it, when it ends, you want more. And so I guess that's an endorsement for me. I, I guess
0: I liked it enough that give me more. Do you agree? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll watch Kite Man. I'll watch uh, Harley Quinn season five. And... uh Whatever else they, they put out. I, I like that world. I like that that version of the of uh, the DC universe. Um, So the longer we get to stay in it in some capacity, I'm fine. Do I think we need to do an in-depth show on everything else that comes out? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We'll leave that to, uh, to the powers that be. Now, um, here's my question.
1: Were you upset that Nightwing came back from the dead?
0: Me? No.
2: No.
1: Yeah. It was pretty obvious it had to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, in this universe, it was it was fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, OK, yeah. that's going to be fun. Yeah. 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 To, to have him die so unceremoniously, you know, in an episode, it felt like we're not done with this character. So I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: I will say the last little nugget I'll say is like, I kind of wish they would have killed the Joker. Yeah, well, they're not going to. I wouldn't. Yeah. That seems like to be the biggest line. Like I wish they're, they would. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. But
1: uh I think we're all we're all in favor of more Harley Quinn, so we can move on from this one and let's why don't we do the dive into into the thing that I know Ricky was so happy to watch this week.
0: Mortal Mortal Kombat! <laughs>
1: now really quick, I just gotta I gotta know, like uh Ricky. Mm-hmm. How did you expect it to start as hard as it did
0: and go right into the song? Did you expect that? I didn't know the song is from the movie. I just wow. thought this, the, the, I I obviously have heard the song before, but I always just thought it was from it. Like the commercial the with
2: the song and the
1: movie came out the same year. They came out at the same time. Yeah, so that, was was, that was used in, in a trailer. So the, the yelling the Mortal Kombat, that's from a
0: commercial. For yes. a game, for the game, I, I feel like I knew that. Mm-hmm.
1: For the second game, was it? I think it was Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah. yeah,
0: but the actual the the song.
1: The song is for the movie.
0: Okay, I just yeah. yeah, I thought it was just something like that was like early internet. Someone made a a dumb remix and like because it was a b- on a bunch of memes like man know.
2: that song was
0: huge that song's
2: great that song when went that... hard
0: man yeah like, I, I that song yeah, went I've... hard when it was in the new movie. Since since
2: we're going yeah. on it right now because I, I I had to dedicate some part to that song because that song pumps that isn't like my top three of get pumped up songs it is impossible to hear for me to hear that song and not just like start going
1: yeah, yeah. let's go it's I'm sorry from like that because like from, from then 90s. and on yeah it is look Clark and I have seen this movie a lot I haven't seen it mm-hmm. recently. Uh, I probably still probably the last time I watched it was when uh, the new the new movie came out, like, was last year or two years ago? Two um, years
0: ago
1: 2020. Was it was it 2020? Wow, I forgot. Um, but I honestly, as I hit play on it yesterday, I forgot that it just starts with the song and it just goes. And it's like, yeah, how can you not get psyched up for this movie, even if you've never seen this movie? And and for a split second when I heard that music, I remembered sitting in that theater and being yes. so excited to see mm-hmm. whatever this was. Even full well knowing this movie was PG 13 and it probably wasn't gonna give me everything I needed out of Mortal Kombat, it still gave it still got me in the mood to be entertained by this thing. So um, but yeah. But with that said, out of the way, the music like. I'm just curious, like, you know, I, I guess I want to know
0: Ricky's plot synopsis of Mortal Kombat. Man, um, a bunch of characters are, are are rounded up, all your favorites from the game, to participate in the Mortal Kombat tournament, um, and they they do that. <laughs> That there's some nuance there with some some side quests, but uh, they 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 just do the well, they do the tournament like it's yeah I mean like so yeah Luke King
1: it starts the movie starts with Luke King's Luke King's uh, brother being murdered by Sean yeah. Seanson and uh and you know and then you find out that like he wants revenge and you find out via Raiden that um played by Christopher Lambert uh that this tournament has existed for countless you know centuries whatever and the way it works is it's fought every generation and uh it and if if out it's versus it's the earth realm versus the outworld and if outworld wins 10 in battles in a, in a row they get to invade earth realm and apparently they've won the last 9 so the fate of the world is in the hands of these combatants that Raiden has hands, has hand selected. Yes.
0: Let me throw this back at you guys. Was the lore for this game, did that exist before this movie came out or was it very bare bones?
1: Oh, the lore is in the games Mm -hmm. and like, and that's the cool part about this movie is like the movie is quite respectful of the lore. Like it's, it like make no mistake this was the best video game movie ever made for a long time yeah i know they looped the
0: movie back into like the lore which is kind of cool no it, it it
1: wasn't
2: and it wasn't just the lore it was also the look of the levels and the characters
1: and uh yeah, yeah they, it, it, they've just moved the actors from the movies the into, actor, the, yeah. in, into yeah. the into the like franchise over the over the years because they're so beloved, right? Like Kerry Tokugawa is that that's his name, right? Kerry? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, like if you read about like the, the behind the scenes, like he was the first person to audition for Shang Tsung, and he was the last person they needed to see. Like. That guy. And I would say that guy and Robin show, Robin show. Yeah. The the two, the, you know, the guy that plays Luke King, Mm -hmm. I say you could take all the other ridiculous characters in that movie. You could recast them. It's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're all, they're all interesting. They're all fun. Well, but those two actors sold that movie as hard as they could. It's, they it's really, so really funny did. that you
2: say that because I that's know. just what they did for the sequel. Well, they kept Katana also. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'll, I'll say like coming first time I saw the movie coming at it with that lens and 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 knowing how dumb's not the word, but ridiculous. The, the lore is for, for the games and, and it has been. In my mind, if you had asked a 10 year old to write a Mortal Kombat movie, this is exactly what they would have wrote for the the better or the worse dialogue and all. Um, and I kind of liked it. I, I liked it. If you get past like the dumbness of it, it's it's fun. 'Cause they I think they go there to like with the sets are pretty fantastic. The the goro shits too well done for it to be not funny. Mm-hmm. Um and then like the, the Johnny Cage one liners are just hilarious. Like it's it's uh you know, those are five hundred dollar sunglasses. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, yeah. like and there's just a an overall like cheese to it that is just oh so delicious. And I can't, I can't fault it for, for doing what it did.
1: The director, Paul W.S. Anderson. W.S. Anderson. Not to be confused with Paul Anderson. W- yes.
2: The, uh, the, the, two Paul Andersons in Hollywood
1: are so yeah. different. So <laughs> I, so I think, you know, Ricky, this movie, you watched it. You said it's fun. Uh, and and you know, I definitely when I was pretty sure you would say it's fun because like you've definitely seen worse movies that you've said were fun. So um I don't think it's surprising to you to know that this movie made a, a ton of money,
0: right? Oh, like I, it, I believe it. Like especially through yeah. like from the nineties, like in that context, yeah. This is pretty good for for then, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you guys were done back then we were done. Well,
2: again, this is way before Marvel movies, this is before Spider-Man, this is before X-Men, this is before Blade. You know, we had just had Batman Forever. Yeah. Uh you know, there was there was actually very little genre movies coming out. Now, and we have to mention Street Fighter the movie. Uh Oof, that movie is bad. Yes, which is bad. Uh and like uh, for me, it's so bad, it's fun. Plus, Raul Julia's performance is just so great and so sad that that was his final performance. But that being said, they cobbled together some strange plot for that that had nothing to do with the game and the characters were so pigeonholed. It it just made this movie, from a
1: technical standpoint, look so even, even better. But you know what? Like, honestly, though, like, it's it's... That speaks to the actual the question that Ricky was asking earlier, which was like, was the lore there already? And and to me, that's actually why I've always liked I preferred Mortal Kombat to Street Fighter, is I love playing Street Fighter games, right? I love all the Marvel versus Street Fighter and all, all these games. But honestly, you try to tell me what the story is of Street Fighter, I don't freaking know, man. Generally has
0: to win to get a boyfriend. <laughs>
1: But like, that's the thing is it's just a bunch of people all competing in tournament for different reasons. And so, and so the thing is, is like Mortal Kombat, even in the first game, if you stick around after you lose your, your quarters and you watch they, each time they give you like character summaries and you start to piece together, there's this grand tournament and the fate of existence is in, is, is, is held in the hands of the winner. And so It's there from the very beginning. And then uh, Mortal Kombat 2 just expanded on it even more. Like they just went hard into lore and just like had all these extra characters. And so essentially what you got by the time this movie came out was they were taking all the lore that existed from one and two and anything else that, you know, Ed Boon and John Tobias had been uh, contributing to, to as consultants on this movie. And so you get a movie that's actually... Way more faithful than I think we ever expected because of something like Street Fighter. Because Street Fighter had already come out by this point, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it came out before this movie. Right. And it was trash, man. That movie was <laughs> terrible. And so, you know, I think a lot of us were very apprehensive about Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And 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 in fairness, you know, they did do they took some shortcuts in the story, uh, to just so that they could for, for brevity, right? For brevity's sake. So like when you meet Scorpion and Sub Zero, Shang Shang Song gives you that really quick line about yeah. they're mortal enemies, but under my control, they are you know faithful servants or whatever. And so you're like, okay, we you're gonna gloss over the history that Sub Zero and Short and and, and uh, Scorpion have for this movie.
0: Was that so. there though? I feel like that stuff came later. Like what was the behan and and mm,
1: they were they were there. They they are mortal enemies in the original, in the original movie or the original games too. Um and and it's and it just got obviously it gets expanded even more and more as it yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. But like but by by two, it was very clearly known that that Sub-Zero and Scorpion were enemies. And by three, by Mortal Kombat three, uh you have a different guy who's Sub Zero who's trying to get revenge on Scorpion mm-hmm. for killing the original Sub Zero. So um, you know, and that's kind of the funny thing about the, the the games is right. Like every every character you play as when you beat the game, you get your own ending. And so like each time they make a sequel, they narratively have to like cobble together whatever version of all the stories played out. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's fine that this movie can do its own story which, you know, it, everybody, like everybody accepted. I think the accepted ending of one f- in order for two Mortal Kombat 2, the, the video game is Liu Kang won the, the, the battle, right? Like, in, like that's, the, I think the official canon story of, of, of Mortal Kombat 2 is Liu Kang won the first tournament. And so, you know, they kind of went with that, but they do a lot of other things in their own direction, but it's okay because like here we are now, we're on the 12th mortal Kombat game and they've rebooted the franchise several times within, within these games. And each time they decide to go, they decide to zig where they zagged the last time, you know? So they, they want to explore these characters uh, going through different things. And, and I think that's why it's okay if they keep expanding on the lore or they keep changing the lore every now and then, because the characters are what make people come back you know but it's not specifically like their individual little baggage and stuff it's just the charm of the characters right so like
0: yeah they want the ice guy the the lizard guy the the forearm guy. like that's what you want
1: yeah yeah I, and
0: and
2: exactly you got it and and you want sonia blade to say where's kano
1: oh man that's so many you times you know, know she, she's honestly like the hardest part of the movie for me to watch like from beginning to end like uh, i i know that it was a get to get her to get uh, was it bridget bridget wilson is that or bridget wilson yeah. sampras yeah she later became bridget wilson sampras because uh, she married pete sampras um i don't know like she she was in billy madison right like I don't know what else she was in, but like, she was, she was like, you know, I guess really into committing all of it to the movie. So I I read that she did all of her own stunts, refusing to use a stunt double. I'm going to be like, I kind of wish she would have used stunt doubles because like, I don't think her, her stunts were great in that movie. I don't think her lines were great. And I don't think she's used in a meaningful way. She's she,
0: the story <laughs> real. is was not the most well-written character in the original.
1: No, I mean, but she, she, her, her story was that, you know, that was her story in the game is that she was trying to get revenge for a partner that was murdered. Um, I don't know. By Viking. Uh, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the extra story of Shang Tsung wanting to like capture her as his you know, slave or whatever. And like, and gives her a blowout at the end. Like, I don't, I don't know what that hair was that he gave, that they put on her, but that was out of control. Um But yeah, I like, she's there. Sonya's there. So you can't be mad. Johnny Cage is there. You can't be mad. You know, like, uh, I believe all of the original fighters from the video game, the first video game are there. You had represent... Jax
0: there for a second. You had a...
1: Jax is not in the original game, though.
0: Is he... Oh, he's, he's from not. two.
1: Yeah, he's no? from two. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Reptile, Scorpion Sub Zero. Uh, Sonya, Kano, Johnny Cage, Raiden, and Shang Tsung and Goro. I think that's. I think that's Probably everybody. Raiden's a little yeah. problematic. This <laughs> movie Raiden is way more than problematic. But the thing is, you cannot deny. That he brought that Christopher Lambert charm. Did you did
0: you dislike Raiden? I'm not going to sit here and say like I'm I I'm the biggest Raiden fan. But that Raiden felt weird, and it probably would have felt weirder if he had the hat. But if he doesn't have the hat, that's not Raiden, and that's all That's where I'll leave it. But he did have the hat. He had the hat for like a second. He wore the hat sometimes. He didn't no. have to wear that. He hat wore that on. like once. He um, wore the
1: hat on the boat. Yeah, and at the beginning of the movie, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wore it more than once. Um, that said, I I will say this: like the the director has been, he's <laughs> cited Christopher Lambert as like super. He's like, super appreciative to him for bringing for like smoothing out his job on this. Like this was his first big movie. And Lambert just brought that like veteran Highlander like charm to the movie, right? And and uh, I guess he just was a really good positive like laid back influence on the rest of the cast. So it turned out like they only this I guess his you know you know I told you last week like Sean Connery was only scheduled for like X amount of time to do Highlander. Uh, apparently that was the same deal for Chris Lambert in uh, in Mortal Combat. Um, and so their plan was to like use a stunt double to fill in like all these like wider shot scenes and stuff like that, uh, and including the stuff in, in Thailand. But I guess Christopher Lambert like believed that the movie would be better if it was always him. So he actually like free of charge, flew to Thailand and did the scenes and even paid for the rap party of the movie. So, like, he just wanted the movie to be the best it could be as long as he's in it, I guess. Like, so, I do believe the movie could be better if it wasn't Christopher Lambert as rated. But I think it's a different time. 1995, we were only slightly annoyed that he wasn't Chinese. Like, I do remember being slightly annoyed. I, I do. mean, to
0: be fair, was he played by a Chinese person in the game? Yes.
1: Uh, or the the character... Every time you F&B. saw the, every time you saw the character in the game, well, he appeared Chinese.
2: Raiden by far is the biggest influence from Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, and or the Tobias rip-off, and Boone rip off, yes. yeah. Well, Tobias and Boone have clearly stated that that was the huge influence on on their character creation and, yeah. and in and in making Mortal Kombat and Raiden, yeah, uh, absolutely comes from that
1: movie. Uh, yeah. Raiden is a straight up rip of of a character yes. from from that game. So if you watch if you ever watch Big Trouble Little China, you'll be like, hey, it's Raiden. and it <laughs> yeah. like, it's just it's unapologetic like how much uh he's in that. So yes, uh the DNA of of Raiden was always a Chinese character. Um, and so yeah, I remember feeling weird mm-hmm. for a, for a second, but at that time back in the day, we were pretty used to seeing, uh, cultural appropriation and not knowing what to yeah. call it
2: you know yes what I mean?
1: so <laughs> and and
2: having raiden not actually fight uh but
1: that was also weird that was weird too yes you know, but, how, but it is kind of weird yeah. that he does fight considering he's a god so mm-hmm. you know there's been some cons in this in he intimidated you know and that's that was one of the good i mean the scenes where he
2: Flies in and does stuff, and he makes sparkles with his finger and makes his eyes go. But and that yeah. works because it's Christopher Lambert. Yeah. yeah, he he makes it work. I mean, one of my favorite. I remember in the theaters watching it and actually and laughing when he's sitting there telling him the whole story, and he's like, "Ah, mortal people in charge of fate, destiny of the world," <laughs> and the whole audience just like burst out laughing because because laugh. it was Christopher Lambert, you know, doing that
1: that (laughs) sorry and we were just like okay it's fun he's having fun i'm just i'm just curious because we don't have a lot of time left because we want to we want to wrap this up soon but like but clark what was your favorite part of this whole movie or re-watching this whole movie what was your favorite moment um i
2: really like the johnny cage scorpion fight that was Done inside of an aircraft carrier or aircraft thing. Like I know the behind the scenes of how that was done, and I've seen enough stuff. I mean, the the fighting and the fact that I they got so many professional fighters to to you could tell all of those people that didn't
1: have names, those were professional fighters.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and so I I I really like the sets and I really like the fight and the uh, I mean that's that's the most impressive thing going into it again and uh i really like luke kang i I always i always i always wish that robin shoot that that he would do more i always wanted to see him more i always liked seeing him in other films and when i saw him in little stuff like uncharted or things i was like oh man i so wish he was bigger i really wish
1: he he got to be a bigger action star because i feel that he really deserved it and as a bonus which is why we wanted you on um you're not a big fan of the games because of the violence, right? So,
2: the the hyper violence. I mean, yeah the the later the the games like since like nine and ten now
1: with the graphics are so good, it's just a little too much for me. I mean, to be clear, the, best. Be clear, the Mortal Kombat is the reason you have ratings on your game. Absolutely, like, like oh, I know the history. Is, the I remember the, the, the Super Nintendo code. It's both. They they took both. Uh, the parents took both games to the Senate hearings. And yeah. those were the two games that were mm-hmm. used to determine uh, that the, there was a need for an MPAA for video games. Yeah. Yep. Or, yeah.
2: I yeah. can say this. I owned Street Fighter. I didn't own Mortal Kombat.
1: There you go. Back then. Now, Ricky, I got to know, closing words on, on Mortal Kombat. Did it get you hyped for, for Mortal Kombat?
0: Yeah. Will I play the game? No. Will I watch the game? On YouTube. Sure. I love this. I I really do like the story of I like the story of the last arc. I like the um it's it's so bad it's good type of thing they've they worked into it, but no, it I'm definitely excited. All right, you hear it there? And it's same creator, Ed Boone. Well, I don't know about the movie, but Ed Boone's been with it throughout throughout the whole thing, that's kind of kind of incredible. It is cool. All right. I'm just glad that we can impart one
1: last Christopher Lambert piece of media onto onto ricky <laughs> we'll move on we'll find something new to watch for you next time but i think we got to wrap this up uh thank you so much clark for being here on the show and uh and and just chilling out with us for an hour to talk about this stuff as always you know you feel free to like and subscribe and follow us at patreon.com and uh anything else ricky
0: no thank you true believers enough said